and shady side with a lesbo. Best case is what? Dead on the mall floor after a double shift? Or maybe, maybe if you're really lucky, you're the one carrying the knife. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Death. And this week, are we ready to walk down a street of fear for the oh, first time <laughs> <laughs> how beautifully said and i would say <laughs> yes to answer your question Chelsea, <laughs> what about you are you ready to walk down the street of fear that is fear street part one 1994 are you ready i'm gonna so do ready a hot girl walk down a girl fear stroll, street a little strut, strut, strut down fear strut, street strut. <laughs> Work, work, work. Slay the house down boots. Do a little death drop on Fear Street. Yeah, a little. (laughs) For pride. For pride. For pride. pride. Honestly, not good saying that, by the way. I didn't feel good about how that came out. Um, (laughs) But it's okay. You know, we are trying things out. Sometimes pride is about experimenting with your presentation, what you're doing with your whole gay shit. So, you know. Maybe we're going to try death drops now. No. If I tried a death drop, I would I would die. I would would break my death. Drop drop death. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's okay. It's not for us. Other people can do it though. Good for them. And we'll just enjoy it. Get a compound fracture. (laughs) Yeah. Break that other collarbone. Well, if you, dear listener, haven't walked down Fear Street and are ready to walk down Fear Street, uh, I'm going to read the IMDb tagline that I absolutely did not make up that I do read verbatim every single time in dramatic effects. (laughs) A circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter an ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years welcome to shady side (laughs) i'm sorry the little part of that really got me (laughs) i forgot like how intense the shady side versus sunnydale was sunnydale Sunnyvale. Vale. I'm so sorry. Uh, Sunnyvale, like, beef is in this movie, mm-hmm. and it is, like, the whole thing. I totally forgot about this, because I think we, we all watched this back right when it came out. Sydney, you, you, you'd you seen it, or were, did you? I'd seen half of it. Okay. Yeah. How was, how did you feel after experiencing it wholly and fully oh boy. this time around? <laughs> And we'll talk about it later. It has one of my favorite death scenes in a movie that oh, I've seen so far. I have a feeling I know I mean, which one. Yeah, it has to be a particular one. And it is yeah. fantastic. Um, it is spectacular. <laughs> but yeah, when this came out last summer, they were showing them in a park in Los Angeles. Um, and like, I don't remember if we watched this one together for one of our spooky Tuesdays back in the day um or if we all watched it separately and then some of us went to the park to watch the other two 
Um, I didn't remember the other two that well because it was hard to hear and see things in the park. Um, but I had such a blast with the first one. Um, and Sydney, have you seen the either of the other two parts of it? I haven't. Okay, Monica, you've seen part two because we went together. Yeah, I've, I've watched all three of them. I've watched all three. I loved the second one the most. Um, but that's cause I love Sadie sink so much. Um, so that was giving me everything that I wanted. And also it was giving me the seventies, the aesthetic that I've mm-hmm. come to love. And that's the one that we went and saw in the park together and we got to dress all seventies together and it was very cute. We have all those photos of us giving each other piggyback rides. So, you know, I was very, memes. I was very <laughs> jealous of y'all doing that. I remember seeing all the pictures and also realizing how short. Chelsea, you and a uh, friend of the pod, Stop. Rebecca, are standing next to Monica and friend of the pod, Danny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Rebecca and Danny. <laughs> now they've uh, both been on the podcast. That's fun. Um, yeah, the whole crew. But yeah, I mean, I, I like this movie. It is super fun. It is also hokey as shit at, <laughs> at times. And sometimes the writing is something else um like the, the dialogue writing is writing. the dialogue sometimes I'm like has anyone said something like that before maybe not maybe we're foraging a new path um but like I so, do like innovation is great <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> not it's all so important to be a great. have you seen iRobot um that went a little wrong um uh, <laughs> I just like someone should have a count of how many times I bring up iRobot like in a month because it's not just once it's multiple times but anyway I, I I liked rewatching this um a lot and I really like the opening scene um but that's also probably because is can you sense a theme that I love all the Stranger Things girlies <laughs> I, I love oh. Maya Hawk so much <laughs> Maya Hockey Maya excuse hockey? me Maya Hockey. So that's right. how you pronounce her Maya name, please. Her name, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love Maya Hockey so much. Her opening is so great. We get her being spunky. Sicey is now a word that we have. Um, sicey. I, guess I, was, so I don't know sicey. what I was trying to say. Sexy, well, maybe. Sicey, sexy. Here's spicy the thing. And sexy together. <laughs> she gets her own Drew Barrymore moment. And oh, she, yeah. I think she deserves that. Like I, cause here's the thing, like out of all of the actors in this movie, like Maya hockey is like that it girl, she was coming off of the season three of stranger things. You know, she's queen. She's like a likable Nepo baby. Like we Yes, talented nepotism baby. Exactly. Bringing in the lesbian vibes very early because she's just come off of her gay ass Stranger Things role. So, like, Mm -hmm. they were setting the ground, they're setting the stage for how gay it was going to become, you know, which we appreciate that foreshadowing, um, if you will. (laughs) I also love so much that half of the violence happens in like one of those fucking mall stores like Spencer's like I don't know what it was called in this but like I and it might be called something different in different places Oz gives off a similar vibe sometimes too if you go into the sex section in the back because they used to have those um but 
this a Spencer's is such a time and a place all the weed paraphernalia all the weird sex stuff you'd always go in there when you were at the mall within like middle school with your friends and be like I'm an adult look I'm next to something illicit (laughs) so I really enjoyed that that's where like all the violence was going down and that's where the skull costume came from so good I just something you know more explaining about me who I am as an adult my parents used to take me to Spencer's every time we would go to the mall <laughs> like I would yeah. always go with like my father to Spencer's. hell yeah that scans like that they would bring you in yeah or you would want to go in and they went in with you both depends on the day like my dad would sometimes <laughs> be like we got to get some stuff at Spencer's and I'd be like fuck yeah let's go look at the like the weird like stuff and the bachelorette I mean, section. He gets the vibrators. Yeah. I, just, well, I, I remember one time being like, dad, what's chain. this? Holding like a giant dildo. And he was just like, Cindy, put that back. And I was like, what is this? Do? He just answered a question. It was <laughs> an educational moment, my an educational opportunity. My also, parents never gave me the sex talk, but I did give them. You just figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out the hard way. Um, but oh, when my parents did get divorced, I, gave, I set them both down individually and gave them the sex talk. I was like, listen. Everything has changed. I scared my dad so bad about HPV that he had to call his doctor. <laughs> Good. God, Good. Good for you. He's going to be out that. on the town. You got to make sure he's safe. Okay. You're That's doing more responsible. Like, Let's listen, be clear. you are my parents. Y'all are going to be hoes. I know where I get it from. Okay. Yes. Do it responsibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smart. It's mm-hmm. smart. And also it just makes so much sense that your dad, as a man who worked for a radio station, would probably <laughs> need to get some whack shit at Spencer's <laughs> from time to time. That really I makes a lot it. of sense to me. <laughs> that shit comes up. <laughs> um, but yeah, the opening scene is one of my is one of my favorite parts. I remember there being more of a preamble to it, but it's just like Ryan immediately becomes a murderer, like right no, away. It's very scream. It's it's like literally the final kill part of it is like the choreography is pretty much the same like they're they're going so hard on the homages not just in part one and all of the parts but especially in part one like there are so many moments that are a direct clear reference to other very famous horror movies and I think it's so fun Oh, of course. I mean, and it makes sense because this is the 90s one. This is 1994, which is before obviously Scream came out in the real world. But Scream is a 90s horror movie. So good choice with choosing that one to be the one that you copy for this movie. You know what I mean? Like we, the second one is a total homage to like Sleepaway Camp or, you know, Friday the 13th, all of those camp related ones, you know. And then I, you know, no one can say what 1664 or whatever the fuck the the last one is copying. Is it copying it's the, the witch? witch? The witch? Yeah, <laughs> it totally is. That's disrespectful to the witch. But <laughs> do they Look, we won't get into that. So honestly, they did them a favor. The last one is the one I remember the least because I could not pay attention to it. So we'll leave it at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, the the which part of the part three didn't do it for me, but then I really liked the second half of the movie. Um, oh, I forgot but about I think, the second half. Yeah, uh, I, I think if I watched- Classic. I, and I'm kind of 
watching part one again made me want to revisit part two and part three because I would like to maybe see them in an environment I can control a little more just to like get all the the bits and bobs yeah 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 yeah. like the the lightness in the room um nobody's little heads poking up over me um but I don't know I think that the first one is so fun I know it's like a little hokey a little corny like you're saying but also to me like that's such a vibe um I know we have different like tastes and quote unquote bad sometimes what makes Mm -hmm. a bad movie good um but this this one hits all the spots for me like I iconic opening um lesbians right out the gate I remember the first time we watched it I was watching it with somebody because in the first bathroom scene where she's complaining I was like Sam is a woman Sam is a girl this is gay I already know it they're not saying any pronouns we're gonna do a special reveal I was so okay thrilled Okay, first of all, look at Dina. I'm sorry. Her name yeah, is Dina not, for not one. <laughs> Dina with two E's, like Jesus Christ. Um, like her whole vibe is very, very gay. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, I'm not thrilled with the actress who plays Dina. I was an idiot. I'm obsessed with her now. Um, I thought she was iconic. But the thing that's so fucking funny about this movie, like we love that it is a gay movie. We are baffled and also in love with the fact that it's like a jump scare when you find out Sam's a girl. <laughs> it's and like, they're gay. Boo, they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> they really held that they're gay. as a, a plot twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're, and, and like Sam or Dina's like sitting on the ground, like sad. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, you know, you know and it's sam and it's like she's she's a woman like they're gay <laughs> lesbians. i mean you know I mean, lesbian i was surprised when i figured it out for myself as well so it's i guess that is a true to life experience <laughs> um but it was really funny <laughs> it is funny though it is funny because like they very much don't use any pronouns in the bathroom yeah. scene they either say your ex or they say sam and then when we first get our glimpse of Sam, when they're like outside for the pep rally, the vigil, not pep rally, for the vigil, it's like you see her with Peter, her new BF, and he's like groping her. But so the camera kind of wants you to think it's the guy that she's looking at, even though like, who gives a shit about Peter? Nobody cares about Peter. He's not part of the plot. He's not um, even that Peter cute. is so grab assy at a he vigil. He literally like, like, I well, you know, I guess I don't watch people grab other people's asses a lot, but like his form was like a lot for me. I was like, oh, it's a two-hand hand grab. grab. Like, relax. He was like, I'm gonna get every part of this ass right now. Like he was very thorough with the grab, I guess, and good for him, but it's not for me. Maybe no part of that butt should have been left out. Like that's true. She wants to feel supported. Okay, I know that I uh feel supported when I'm wearing jeans that lift. You know, so I guess I get it. I'm gonna cut this out. But I was watching a porn last night, and the guy Uh was like doing a lot of like touching beforehand, and I was just like, "That's nice. More people should do that. More people should lift my whole stroking, touching." caressing let's get the foreplay going maybe I won't cut this out (laughs) Um, okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um but okay something we skipped over for a second we get introduced to 
several characters in the beginning besides Dina and Sam. We also get her two best friends whose names are I don't Kate, know. Kate and, Simon. and Simon. Thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, like, they it's are be trouble, please. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney, Chelsea, you want to do so the honors? Surprise reveals that she didn't uh, know they were lesbians. Also, that she didn't scares. know these characters had names. Yeah. Kate and Simon are sociopaths from the get-go, though. I love them so much, but they're just uh-huh. like this girl that we liked and knew is dead. <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay but here's the thing I fully relate to Kate the drug de- dealing cheerleader <laughs> scans <laughs> why? Yeah. why is that Sydney would you like to explain further I was a drug dealing cheerleader in high school <laughs> okay okay <laughs> also I can see Sydney having that well I know that Sydney had that like hot girl cheerleader feared and revered kind of vibe you know that she yes. has like she definitely had some cute little D&D nerd like bowing down at her altar just like Dina's brother Josh Josh I remembered his name <laughs> he's the best so thank god he's you so remembered cute. his name too yeah he is so cute I love all of his little uh AIMing or whatever he's doing with the queen of darkness. He's absolutely AIMing. Honestly, that is the most important thing in this film. The AIM representation is iconic. Did AIM exist in that way and look that way in 1994? I'm not totally sure. That sounds very early. Um, But I didn't Google it and I don't need to because I'm just glad to see it. I, yeah, you know, I I was happy for it. And also representation for doing some weird kinky online role play too young, you know? Ah, my lady, queen of my life, your highness. (laughs) Okay, Josh, sit, go for it. (laughs) I just Googled and AIM didn't come out until 1997. So they were ahead of the curve. Wow. You know uh, what? They, they created their songs. own timeline. But he could have been like in a yeah. chat room or something, which could have. And here's the thing too. That scans. Everybody in our generation was groomed in an AOL chat room at some point. I in their life. was not groomed in a chat room. I was out there being my own adult woman doing some <laughs> adult behavior. I was no, I was not grooming anybody, but I was absolutely in the fifth grade being like, hello, I am 16 years old. My name, A-S-L. I just like, make up a name. Yeah. yeah, that's called all the other people Eight. that were being like, hi, I'm also a 16-year-old when they were like 47. We all, yeah, they Chelsea. were 40, I was 10. It's fine. We met in the middle. Um, yeah, Chelsea was on house, the message so okay. boards. I was on Wait. Omegle making friends with some <laughs> man named Joshua who was definitely like 27. Um, scary. scary. He didn't ever do anything weird though. So it was fine. Everybody fine. had older <laughs> internet boyfriends back in the day. Okay. Well, that was just boyfriends. a thing. I like to mix it up. I, like, it was strictly field, platonic. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that part of it was really special and relatable and we love to see it and also he just has the sweetest little baby bean face like yeah. sw- sweet sweet round cute give him little kiss on cheek um love josh um but also incredibly capable knowledgeable um mm-hmm. behind that baby face is a big brain so we love he that for get josh every snack out of a vending machine and that's a skill more that's hot <laughs> That's he hot. Would okay. Absolutely have his own true crime podcast. Oh, yeah. 
it would be more it wouldn't be a true crime it'd be more like a cryptids podcast yeah that's probably right actually cryptids cryptids and like age old folklore kind of thing yeah um He's coming in from like, a historical perspective. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, of course. Giving you the historical context, but also being like, this is how Bigfoot is real. And here's why. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get more mm-hmm. niche than Bigfoot. I'm sorry. That was a lame a- answer to that. Mothman, for sure, though. Um, yeah. But the whole main gang of this movie, it, they're all awesome. Like, I do, I do love them. They do say things that make no sense a lot of the time. One of the articles I was reading, okay, I read one article. How about that? I'm not going <laughs> to make it seem like I did research for this episode because I didn't. I read one article and they were like, I'm a 90s kid and I watched this movie and I was excited for all the 90s stuff. And I was like, what <laughs> are they doing? Because I feel like that does scan the 90s of it all. Um, didn't like land you can forget that it's in the 90s because the fashion was like a little weird I think that um what's his name I think that Maya Hockey she looked pretty 90s and the other stuff was totally fine but there was like this outfit that Simon was wearing and if this is 90s then I want to see more of it he was wearing like uh Bermuda shorts with like uh, combat boots that came to match the length of the pants. And I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. I've never, it's like shorts that went right past his knee. And then the, this was like in the bathroom scene at the beginning. I was, I had to like pause. I was like, what am I seeing right now? And he's wearing <laughs> high boots and short pants. I don't know. <laughs> no one should wear that. <laughs> but if that's historically accurate, let me know. And I'm sorry. Okay. But I was just like, oh God, burn it, burn, it. burn the outfit. It's terrible. Burn the witch. Um, we were children in 1994. So if any of our listeners were in high school in 1994 and yeah. wore outfits similar to this, please send slide in our picture. DMs. We want to see this. Please send me a picture of you in long, long shorts and towel boots. <laughs> that's, what <laughs> I need. that's what I need to see. <laughs> I Just can't say that I've noticed that at all, um, but I do love that he's playing with his style, his presentation. He's got painted he nails, you nails. know what I mean? And the rings. I think he has rings, right? Maybe. Or just nails at least. I don't I just remember felt like the race, a little but... Harry Styles moment at one point. And I was like, okay, Simon. I'm also just obsessed with that actor. He's so good. He's so good in this role. And I had just seen, or no, I just, I don't know when I watched White Lotus, but I watched White Lotus and he's the son in White Lotus. And he fucking is hilarious in that too. He's good at playing a teen. Um, probably because like, I don't know if he is a teen. He could be 27 for all I know with the way that actors work. Um, but I really like that guy a lot. And yeah, okay. Here's one thing that really bothered me right off the get-go though. Um, Cause we get introduced very quickly to all of the drama between Shady Side and Sunny Vale. Excuse me, I won't make that mistake again. But you know what I hate a lot? I hate a title card where if you don't pay attention, you're behind the eight ball. And this had one of those. It was like a jam packed information title card where it was like, pay attention to all of these headlines. They are all important and they will help uh, you figure oh, out all oh, the clues. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, it's too much, too fast. I read slow. I have no idea what's going on. 
Um, yeah, I thought the credits were incredible and I loved them, but you can really only appreciate them once you've already seen all three films. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just throwing so much. I don't know that you're necessarily supposed to be able to like pick things out of it if you're not already knowledgeable. You know what I mean? I think it's just kind of like scene setting, like tone setting a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of fun Easter eggs in there if so you have many. seen the movies. <laughs> Maybe that's why it felt like so information packed this time around. Cause I don't remember feeling that mm-hmm. way before. Cause I like recognized all the things and I was like, how am I supposed to take in all this info <laughs> in one minute? Um, but I, I do think that the first fight between Sam and Dina that we see is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Because the reason that they broke up was like the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. And maybe it's because I'm not deeply entrenched in the shady side versus Sunnyvale sparring that's been going on Mm -hmm. for a millennia. But basically what I'm seeing is that Sam lived in shady side and then her parents Uh got divorced and she went with her mom when she moved to Sunnyvale. And so then Dina was so offended by this that she broke up with her. And that's what I got from that fight. Yeah, it's it's a little more complicated than that because like they circle back to that conversation again later in the movie. And at that point, Sam goes like, you're right, I was running away. So she validates Dina's perspective. Um, but when you don't have that piece of the puzzle yet, it seems very insane that <laughs> Sam's parents got divorced and then she had to move and then she got dumped and Dina is still being like, fuck you forever. And Sam's like, literally, you dumped me. Why am I not allowed to be a cheerleader and get my butt grabbed? Like, how, how come I can't I'm have a anything bisexual fun? woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Here's the thing. Me. I know, like in real life we're all absolutely team Sam because like Dina is behaving irrationally quite frankly but this is high school okay and we yeah. all know the more drama the better and so we're all team Dina <laughs> yeah. your feelings are just like so huge at that age and when you get dumped or when you dump someone it feels like the end of the world like I remember when I had a breakup my senior year of high school and my ex started like kind of seeing somebody new, I was like, I hope you are happy when you get married. Like I went like so insanely <laughs> dramatic. I was like, I guess you guys are going to be together forever and I'll just be here alone. Like I'll just the die way alone. Feel, <laughs> the way that you feel things is so huge at that age. And it feels like it's going to go on forever. Like Dina is being a hugely dramatic teenager but also I get it (laughs) I get it she and then there's like the internalized homophobia stuff going on it's not just a breakup like it is a bigger like you're denying who you are and you're denying who I am and it's adding to the oppression that I face like yeah Dina's got it rough yeah, I mean, like, and just speaking to that, like, I, I've not experienced being in a relationship with someone and someone's not out yet, but like, that seems really fucking hard. That seems, yeah. that's why there's 20 shows about it. Um, one of them is called Heartstopper on Netflix, and it's really cute. If you want to feel happy, you should watch that. Anyway, um, but like, 
that that does seem to be a very difficult predicament. So I get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as someone who didn't even have one relationship in high school, um, and I felt like I was falling into a pit of despair for every crush that I had. Um, I can't even imagine if something had actually occurred, you know, because at the, <laughs> that point in your life, um, like four things have probably happened to you. Um, unless, you know, you've had a spicy life, in which case I'm so sorry. But like at that age, there, you've got about four life experiences. One of them's being born. And so everything is a huge deal. And so I get it. I totally get it. And I love the drama as an Aries. And so go for it, girl. Get it, Dina. You read her Miranda writes, but maybe don't throw a giant cooler at a moving vehicle. I know it was an accident, but that was a big boo-boo. <laughs> and here's the thing too, like, why was Dina's nose bleeding all of a sudden? Yeah. St- stress? I don't, they never, like, I don't remember I, if that comes up again in any of the other movies, but they both, like when Sam's nose bleeds the first time it makes sense and then the second time it's also kind of just like fun spontaneous nosebleed for the drama maybe um this has severe injuries from the car crash <laughs> yeah it's just she still going like throwing up blood. Um, well I think maybe she, her the throwing up blood was just from her nose bleeding going back down the back of her throat and she like coughed it up is what I choose to believe because otherwise she's got a lot more internal injury damage than would wouldn't happen? have her like walking around that's what I'm assuming is what happened Does because like it nosebleeds I don't but you're not supposed to tilt your head back you're supposed to tilt your head forward because if you tilt your head back the blood can go down your it's all connected in there your nose throat yeah etc I have heard of that it's like when you get a runny nose and it drips in your throat then you gag that happens to yeah. me a lot <laughs> or it's like when you're participating in adult activities and you get a drip Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't oh, know about that. <laughs> I think you have a different adult activity. Allegedly, I don't know anything about that, but I've heard people explain it to me, you know? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it explained right now. Um, really didn't connect cool at first, learn but about I'm, we're all talking time. about the same thing now. Yeah. But, okay, <laughs> um, why... Why does everyone want to kill everyone? You know, why does um Peter feel like he has to commit murders like immediately? Okay, but why? Yeah, like, what is up with Kate's? We're gonna murder them, and the bus driver's just like, yeah, I'm gonna drive the bus. Like, I'm not concerned about this at all. Like, okay, the bus driver's probably like, yeah, fuck Sunnyvale. We hate them. Like. Yeah, the bus driver probably is like fuck Sunnyvale. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, commit murder, commit a murder as a child, do it. <laughs> well, but I also feel like the bus drivers probably like they literally all just got in fist fights with each other. Like one kid hit each other with the broom. Like I'll let them yell and scream and like let some steam out. Like that's that's fine. I'm just gonna drive them home and focus on driving them home. Um, and it's Peter who is like, I'm gonna shit up and cause trouble because I'm going to tailgate a school bus like what a terrible decision point blank um and then it just really escalates and gets so much worse um because even if 
they did what they intended and like just threw the Gatorade on the car instead of the whole Gatorade barrel. Um, they would have. I don't think that would be a crashed, very safe maybe. idea. I yes, exactly. Like yeah. they're driving so close to that school bus. That is so much asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah. but they have windshield wipers. It wouldn't have been as bad, you know. Well, they were in a convertible too, weren't they? Oh no, were they? No, no they weren't. But they, they would have like hit the brakes. They could have like skidded off the road. Um. Was I, not don't, smart. I don't know. High school it was, students yeah. are smart. Are don't not smart. Get in but... Fights on the road. Um, just point blank. Good idea. Good good yeah. advice to follow. But road like, how much does it suck that like you make one mistake, you throw one Gatorade container at one car and it crashes one time, and your one time girlfriend falls bleeding into one tree one time and it happens to be the evil witch tree on the evil yeah. witch bones that blows that's that some cosmic is, shit, is bad dude. luck that's some bad luck that is some that bad, is bad luck. timing my friends <laughs> you hate to see it i hate it when that has happened to me you know it's just terrible <laughs> um but there- i do love that in the next scene though like Despite all the Sunnyvale shady side, absolute head to head drama, no holds barred, physical fighting, hitting each other with brooms, running each other off the road. Um, they are all team. Nobody talk to the to- talk to the cops. Like they are okay. all immediately team. Fuck the cops. Um, and I just think that is a beautiful show of teen solidarity. Regardless, mm-hmm. like I think them all getting on the same page just for that is is very nice because those those. Sunny Valers, you know, they could have had a different attitude. That's their sheriff. Like, seemingly, Shady Side does not have its own sheriff or mayor. Um, they just have to be under the thumb of the Sunnyvale authorities. And those Sunnyvale kids could have been happy to play along with their authorities. I figured it out. You know what this movie is? This shit is Riverdale, man. This is the same uh-huh. shit as Riverdale. But- I don't like it's Riverdale, the, and I love this. I it's the same shit like as Riverdale. Riverdale. I don't know what to tell you, huh? I like Riverdale I like too. Riverdale. I watch, watch the Chad it. Michael Murray oh. season. That is a good season. I stopped after that because I was like, I can't get better than that. In that show, Jingle, Jingle Jangle. Jangle. Jingle Jangle. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because I, I came to that. The reason I came to that conclusion is because. I was like, all these kids are so fucking hard. Like right away. They're like, as soon as like the skull guy shows up at Dina's house, she grabs a knife and she's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. You know what I mean? And then like Kate, like confronts him when he breaks into the house of the kids she's babysitting, you know, like they're all just like no fear. And I was like, what does that remind me of? I was like, maybe that time when there was like a full on gang war in Riverdale. Right. <laughs> People like brought like pipes and we're just like killing each other. Like that shit is a common occurrence in that show. And I was like, these kids have the same vibe and the shady side versus Sunnyvale thing the little towns it's giving Riverdale it's giving Riverdale it's giving Archie and everyone's hot so that's another part of it sorry it's similar <laughs> the writing no, is I think different you're the writing points. is different but it's there the vibes are there um you're for sure making points also, can we just talk about like Simon? Are you really wearing the blood shirt like two days later? Like, 
absolutely fucking don't. <laughs> That's disgusting. That, but it also feels very teen boy. You know what I mean? Like I believe it from him. Um, it yeah. feels he's so he's so fucking funny as a character. He's so funny to me. Um, I just love every line that he says. I don't care if it's ridiculous. I think that they, him and Kate are so funny together at every single opportunity when yes. they're talking about how they killed his brother, but then it was fine. Not a big deal. And like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, it wasn't a real OD. He didn't die. Like, uh, honey, <laughs> my favorite, not the definition. <laughs> my favorite thing is Simon is like later in the movie. And when we go to his job at the grocery store and it just pans and just says like employee yes! of the month, like for all these months. At Every month. He loves so it. He loves the grocery store. He's committed. Dude, okay? Oh my God. There's a point also, earlier in the movie too, where he's like, come pick stuff up. We've got crazy deals right now. Like he knows <laughs> those sales, baby. He's like, why he did you buy this? We have this for $2 off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, I love that. Like the fact that they're drug dealers is like the Chekhov's gun like thing <laughs> of this whole movie. They're like, remember that for later you know like that's gonna be <laughs> the thing I couldn't believe that I still couldn't believe it now it was less horrifying to me this time around um but the first time I watched this movie the last little bit I was like this is one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen in my life um it is but- absolutely fucked up and it is also fucked up that what happens after that when she like <sighs> gasps blah 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 awake she's fucked up on pills at that point uh Terrible like that part still happened. Uh, what a nightmare. Can you imagine? Right to the hospital. I can't. But <laughs> okay, th- this the shit just goes from like crazier to crazier because let's just talk about the hospital whole scene because everything that happens in the hospital is outrageous. Um, I love that we have like a non like a gender non-conforming nurse in this in this too. We get nurse we Betty. get gay in many different ways. Nurse Betty. Um, B-E-D-D-Y, love that. Um, with a hot pink lip. We love to see that. And that is their drug supplier. <laughs> They're out of what? Oranges and bananas? Yeah, or something. Bananas oh, and blueberries. Blueberries. Yeah. Um, they were running and- low. They noticed the supply was missing at the hospital, guys. Gotta get those fruits from the grocery store. He works in the I- pharmacy. I love all the kills in the in the hospital because they like really kind of come out of nowhere. We haven't had any kills since the opening scene at this point, right? And mm-hmm. you're just it's all about Dina and Sam having this epic showdown again while Peter watches and then Peter's just dead and you don't have to fucking deal with that prick again, which is something <laughs> that is ideal. <laughs> I love a surprise stab through the back, you know? That's a long yeah. knife. Peter's sleigh was a sleigh. I will say that. <laughs> but the nice nurse at the front desk didn't need to die. And Betty could have lived. That's homophobic. So during this, our Lord and Savior Pride Month, Betty should have lived. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think they explain more of like the mythology of the killers in... For sure, part two, and I think also part three, at least a little bit. Um, But that is one thing that I do think is a little confusing about this movie and sort of like this series overall is like how 
that whole thing works is a little wonky. Like she I agree. Just yeah. Um, I from what I'm this is gonna be spoilers for all three parts a little bit, I guess. A- apologies. Um, but from what I recall, the way the the witch works is that like every few years she adds a name to her stone yeah. and that person um becomes, becomes crazy silly possessed like sam yeah. with sam at the end of this movie yeah we see her name on the stone we see her sh- go killer killer um and so like you had um the skull killer in the beginning ryan torres um and then you have them coming after yeah you have them coming after sam because her blood on the bones awakened things um but it's not really yeah. clear like do they just rampage forever do they have to kill a certain amount of people do they just go until they get stopped um i think it's it like seems the pill like- yeah no because th- yeah it doesn't make any sense like like you're saying he the he's killing all these people he kills the two nurses he kills peter but then five seconds later they're like oh that's so weird they didn't kill me and i was right here as they were heading towards Sam, it's like, I didn't even exist. That's literally like five seconds later where like Simon's like, oh, the, or I don't know which character it is. was like, oh, the ax guy ran right at me and didn't try to kill me because they were going for Sam. Then well, why'd they have time to kill all those other folks? I don't understand. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's like, um, when your name is added to the list, you rampage until stopped essentially but he'd already been um, killed right but I think when your name is added you rampage and then you're stopped and then the bones the blood awakened the killers again to go after the person who had the blood and I think they don't kill if you're not directly in their way if you're not like directly between them and the person they're trying to get to but like Peter is between Skullface and Sam and Dita when okay. they're having their conversation. Like I'll Betty allow is standing right in front of Skullface when he stabs him through the neck chin area. Um, I think that is like the the rule, if you will. And like Ruby Lane goes after Simon because of the blood. You know what I mean? Like she wouldn't have been yeah. interested in him otherwise. Okay. All right. I'll allow it. That makes sense to me. <laughs> because I was like, wait a minute, something's not adding up. Wait but yeah, minute. they're just right in the fucking way, you know? And what like, I want to know to kill for sure. Yeah. Move. What I want to know is um, why didn't we see the Humpty Dumpty killer? Why didn't we see the milkman? I want to see that little baby who kills people. Um, I know. <laughs> Yes, Where you are can they? Fit in so many, and I think maybe more do make an appearance in part three, if I am remembering correctly. But I could be wrong, um, because I don't think we see all of them. And maybe the the witch is like, that's enough. You know what I mean? I'll just call it my three most recent, or my three favesies, or something like that. Because there's no way those are the three most recent, but also. I didn't well, memorize the list they of names brought, on the stone. They, they might be. obviously brought out the hottest ones um, and the <laughs> ones that apply to the later killings or the later films, said, excuse me. Ryan worked in a sex shop. That's hot. He was flirting with Maya Hockey. That's hot. Um, Ruby Lane confirmed sexy it's by everyone hot. who sees yeah. her. It's um, hot. Voice of an Nightwing. angel. 
He was a camp counselor. You know what I mean? You camp know, camp Nightwing is the next film, and we need to promote the next film. So yeah. we have to yeah, have yeah, that yeah. one that in too. it. <laughs> and also, it's like a very fun, iconic visual. Oh, filler, yeah. And it's like such a reference. Yeah. Also I think when we head. did Friday the 13th, like we saw there is a literal moment in that movie with like a, a flower sack on the head kind of thing. Yeah. Um, very uh Friday the 13th too oh oh yeah that's oh yeah 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 that's what it's from a clear reference yes 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 yes. that's what I meant um but I haven't seen it so I only have the knowledge and not the personal experience um we're gonna get there we're gonna get there that's get there in due time (laughs) yeah but I I love because the movie escalates pretty quickly. We've explained a lot of what they figure out, so we don't have to go into all of that. But it ends, it doesn't end, but it it leads to them going to the school to like figure their shit out and come up with a plan. Well, don't, and, don't forget the what? part where they're at the police station right before the Ruby Lane attack where Dina attacks a cop and steals his gun. She does drop Wild. it immediately after she shoots Ruby Lane. She should have held on to it. Um, but I mean, I guess I saw that it was pointless. But I just think that is so fucking bold that she stole a cop's gun. Um, but I also loved, I think this is the the janitor from the mall. And I think he gets a name at some point, but maybe not in this film. Um, where I think it's his line where he goes, Sheriff Good, more like Sheriff Motherfucking Evil um and that's just a little easter eggs for later um so it's i just think that whole scene is iconic too and then like yeah. simon peeing outside and like hiding his dick when the, the car peels out um i just think every moment here is is great the the cop is yelling at them after dean attacks him he's like go find your boyfriends tell them you need to relax his gauge art is not functioning he doesn't have one that's probably for the and best, the though. subtext for that is like go get fucked by your boyfriend. You hysterical girl, so yeah. fucked up. This movie like, is an A cab movie. They really are. They lean in. The whole plot turns into that too. So, spoiler alert for the later we film. We <laughs> stand. It's yeah, got I a just love- strong A cab theme throughout the mm-hmm. trilogy. <laughs> and I love that they like sprinkle it in throughout. They leave you little clues. Little you know what I mean? Like to mm-hmm. fuck the police. Uh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like then they finally go to the school, right? After after mm-hmm. this whole thing. They steal an ambulance. That by the way. That well, they go earlier. back to the woods. Uh... oh, first. And is that the part where they uncover the entire skeleton and then they fucking freak out and then they wrap it in a fucking letterman jacket jacket. and they're like this Mm -hmm. should be fine and then simon is like we're sorry (laughs) he like gives it a little kiss and he's like we're sorry (laughs) yeah i just think it's so So funny yeah they're so good and then in the ambulance again because they stole an ambulance also they're little criminals i love it um but in the ambulance they start to put together the blood thing with the shirt um and he says it's jaws dude a shark smelling blood because they had jaws on the tv earlier when kate was babysitting and by the way the fact that she put those two little girls to work sorting her pills 
entrepreneurial spirit. Like she's out here, girl boss behavior. <laughs> girl boss. She girl is, boss. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, but and I, then I just, they go to the school. Then yeah. they get to the school. And they come up with the best plan I've ever heard of in my entire life where they're like, let's blow up the school. Like They're literally like, let's create a bomb. And they create a bomb. Like that is what they do. It's like a really well thought out plan. They put blood in a bucket and they use mops and they do all this elaborate shit and they use the fucking uh, air ducts for Sam to escape. And then they literally explode all of the bad guys into smithereens into goop gobbledygook all over the floor <laughs> and it still doesn't fucking work <laughs> first bathroom scene is actually such good setup because it's not only not only did they introduce the drug dealing in the pills not only did they introduce the legend of the witch and like what is written on the bathroom stalls but they're also like don't forget about this air duct like that is also going to be relevant later they that that scene did a lot of work a lot of heavy lifting i didn't think about that that's cool that there's there's a lot of foreshadowing i love i I love foreshadowing you know yeah don't you yeah i love love a movie thinking ahead um i do think no one was thinking ahead um when dina and they all went off to get decontaminated um and then dina was like let me just fuck sam right here right now um and I'm Dude. supposed to be getting all traces of Sam off of me, but instead we're going to fuck. Like, is that, that a was, wise choice? It was hot, though, so it was fine. It was risky. Yo, and then I loved Kate it. and so Josh made out, too, which I was like, far-fetched, mm-hmm. but we love it. And then Simon just jacked off. Bitch, right? I also, he's an icon. So- he's we like, did stand. you guys all fuck? And he was like, oh, my God, me, too. Me, too. I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> Sometimes you're in a scary situation and how are you going to relieve stress? You know, it relieves anxiety. Okay. Uh-huh. I need to chill he out said I right need now. To Hold be on. Clear headed. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just get some stuff off my mind. Um, like if this is going to be my dying day, wait, I will orgasm wait, for it. What's like that phrase, clear eyes, clear hearts, can't lose. Clear, clear eyes, full hearts. hearts. Full Full hearts can't can't lose. lose. Texas forever. Okay, baby. (laughs) That's it. That's the vibes. That's the vibes. It works every time, you know, except it didn't really work this time because they're dealing with something supernatural, you know, they're doing their best. Yeah. The fact that the goop can reconstitute itself is frankly unfair. Um, And I think we've seen some of that before. IMDb trivia tells me... um, yeah, IMDb trivia tells me I think that that was a clear reference to like Hellraiser or something. Maybe. <laughs> no, it's, it's a clear reference to Flubber. Flubber. You're right. You're right. That the is a horror, horror movie. movie Flubber. Yeah. Um. <laughs> honestly, it probably scared somebody. Maybe somebody even here right now. Not me. I don't recall. Of, but of goo. They really hated. Oh, like, for sure. 2015 when everyone was obsessed with glue or goo not glue (laughs) excuse me (laughs) you mean slime slime pardon here's the thing you can tell that i wasn't one of those girlies but i lived with one and the other one is here on the pot it's sydney (laughs) (laughs) 
I've been a slime girly since uh, the nineties. Okay. Like let's be about, uh, you gotta be about it, Monica, come on. And you also enjoyed our slime parties. Okay. I did. I did. I did. I can't deny that. Yeah. But I mean, slime aside, um, when the goop reconstitutes itself, you know, it's you, you've reached a very tricky part in your supernatural survival story. Like you get to the question, like, is survival even possible? Um, and the answer is maybe no. So I'm not saying that Kate was making points when she said, let's sacrifice Sam. Um, but I won't say that I don't take her point. You know what I mean? Like classic trolley problem, you know, classic philosophical question. Um, you, you do what you can. They gave it their best shot. They exploded people. Um, but at what point do you call it quits? And do you call it quits by dying in a suicide pact or, you know, it's by it's sacrificing that questions. bitch who broke your best friend's heart. So yeah, like you didn't even want to date my best friend. First of all, I'm supposed to be loyal to you. Um, although technically they're now back together. So like at that point you are supposed to be a little loyal to her, but you can remember that she, her parents got divorced to that bitch. Um, but, but yeah, um, thankfully though, Sam is like, I'll die for all of you. And then they realize you don't have to. And also the fact that you were willing to means we're willing to die for you now. Um, and they have like a little friendship circle. Yeah, they circle up. They all hold hands. They put their little faces together and they go friends, 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 Um, which was a real scene in the movie that you can watch for yourself. Yeah, it Um, happened. I remember it. It was really, I cried. Yeah, it was really beautiful, really touching. Um, But that's when Josh's true crime cryptid historical discovery ID knowledge comes into play because he's like, don't worry guys I brought all of these newspaper clippings here with me to school and they didn't get burned up in the explosion how fortuitous is that let me spill them on the floor right now and see the clues laid out before my eyes see Berman survivor um and honestly like Josh is the key to this whole thing he really he is. is he got he the snacks he knows the cheat codes he got a little kiss kiss um and he uncovered the Seberman mystery. Josh is the linchpin of this group. So true, but here's the real meat and potatoes of it. Yes, they do end up being right, but they found one article. They made one deduction from that one yeah. article, and they're like, we have to kill you and bring you back to life, and that's the answer. And they're so fucking sure. They're like, if we just yeah. end your life and bring you back, which is very easy. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, they did it we'll with Simon's you. brother. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Look, of course. Timothy that happens already- every time. We did a speed run practice run with Timothy a couple of years back. Um, but yeah, I think the thing about that that is so fucking crazy is A, they're right. But B, the assumption they made one moment ago that it'll all be over when Sam dies was literally not based on anything because you and I know from parts two and three that what's happening in the beginning of part one with Sam as the target, that does not happen in all of the other witch killings. That's a whole different thing that's going down. Like she disturbed the bones, she got her blood on it, she grabbed them, she had the little visions, she saw the witch. You know what I mean? That's not happening 
with Ruby Lane. Like they're making a logical jump that is not based in reality. And they just happen to come to the right conclusion regardless. Yeah. They got lucky so, on a math problem. They guessed the on thing. multiple choice. Spoiler alert. Um, it's not even fucking correct. <laughs> exactly. No. Like, they're all wrong. It's just like, it's just like, that's trust. That's love. Be like, yeah, baby, kill me. <laughs> I mean, they don't have a lot of options. Otherwise, you know, it's like yeah. die or be killed by your friends. Um, but this much is definitely the more traumatic option for all parties involved. I would say um, yeah, having to kill your lover. Because um, then we flash forward. Now we're at the grocery store and they're like, yeah, so here's how to OD and die here's instructions and here are all the pills it's so fucked up they're like this one's gonna make you feel good and then these ones are gonna make you feel real bad and then you have to wait five minutes because if you don't wait five minutes you're gonna fucking really die forever (laughs) and then you take these ones and then you'll die and don't worry we got enough epinephrine to bring you right back honey don't you worry about it um the girlies were ready for manslaughter okay like they were just like this is our time we will shine we paid attention in chemistry it's chill it's just horrifying um, it's not yeah it's not that they wasted time everybody boning at this school because um they boning or otherwise would have had the same time after the goop reconstituted to get their butts over there to the grocery store um but she takes two handfuls of pills and immediately the killers are there. Like they took their sweet ass time getting to the school. They had time to grab a bucket and a mop and pour blood all over the halls there. They have absolutely no time to prepare in the grocery store. Like it's just bad luck, babes. Yeah. Also like I get why they're putting the blood on themselves to like keep the guys distracted. But like... I just felt like it was a bad choice. Also, our girl Kate was mar- wearing a mesh top. So I'm like, honey, you take that off. The blood's still on you. Like, you're, you're right. fucked. Simon put it directly on, on his, his bare chest. chest. You Stupid. got no out. You got no out, baby. You're in it till you die. And, then- and then you do die. <laughs> And Dina needs to be there with Sam to ensure that she's taking the pills and waiting the time. Like, it's a one-to-one game out there. You've only got three distractors and you've got three killers and they cannot die. Like, the odds were never in their favor, which is insane because somehow the first time I watched this movie, I really thought they might all make it out. And I, I really so too. And I, I think really that's why it. I didn't like it as much the first time I watched it because I was like, fuck this shit. They killed all my favorite bitches. <laughs> I know. I was like, you kept, because that's when I didn't like Dina as much. So I was like, you kept fucking Dina and you know, I could keep Simon. Um, but also Get like, okay. you kind of need the main character. I get that. Um, yeah. But no, you don't. I would have given up Sam and Dina to keep Kate and Simon because they were better. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why we can't have everybody. I don't I know why. I have it all. Okay. God. I, here's the thing. Yes. At least not a single precious hair on Josh's head was harmed. Except his heart yeah. is broken and shattered into a million pieces because yeah, his lover, whatever. his first kiss, his true is love is 
queen of the air and darkness or whatever her screen and he gets to tell her about he was like no Simon and Kate were my friends and they were good people okay self-righteous AIM chat speech at the end was so cute let's be honest though if Kate's doing that kissing Josh again his heart's broken either way and here's the thing now if we die tonight kiss it could have yeah. been different. But here's the thing too. I love that he's like on in the chat room, like being like, no, blah, blah, blah. And no. Gina is like fighting for her life. Against <laughs> Wait. Chelsea, also, it is not the same if she dies or if she breaks up it's, with him. I'm Jesus just saying <laughs> in terms of his broken heart, it's broken either way. He's got yeah, survivor skills to deal thing. with. Jesus I'm just fuck. saying. <laughs> I'm just making the point that she never was going to date him. Um, You're right. The psychological damage is different. Are you happy? Yeah. But just to really dive into the pain that I felt, like I don't ever want to see anyone die from a drug overdose because this was a dramatization and ridiculous, but it was fucking disturbing. Like I was so upset. She's like crying and like throwing up pills. I was like, this is horrifying. Like, why is this happening in this hokey ass movie? Like it was too deep. And then also... This is because I'm a silly girl. Um, but when <laughs> the point when like she's taken half the pills and she needs to take the last bit, but everyone's being slain. Um, and then Dina's like, "Oh, the lobster." <laughs> I was like, "You and I thought the same thing at, the first time." <laughs> she was looking at the water tank, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh fuck, she's allergic to shellfish." <laughs> Shellfish is like, oh fuck! Thank God there's a lobster. She's a good thing they've got the epipens. They really, they all the epipens 100% contributed to leading us to that conclusion. They said we have epipens. There will be an allergic reaction. Just have the lobster lobster biter. It's gonna close up. I really thought that was was gonna happen. had the lobster like walking down the street. I was like, why is the lobster walking away? They, they, did they, they put need blood that. on the lobster? I don't know. It was just the, the lobster of it all like really took me out of it for a second. But yeah, <laughs> that's I guess her drowning. lobster. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. Great point, Sydney. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's thematic. It's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, then they just drown her. <laughs> Yeah. That was also disturbing. Does it yeah. take that long to drown someone? I guess that Sam has a big lung capacity because it felt like it took a really long time for her to drown. I don't know. Um, I don't want to ever I, find out. <laughs> and I know from Let the Right One In that three minutes is too many minutes. Um, Wasn't paying attention to the clock this time. Um. It felt both short and long to me because like they were really cutting in between. And so it's one of those things where it's like hard to know how much time is actually passing in the movie world, um, which made it feel a little fast. But also we are at the same time watching someone's head go through a bread slicer. Um, yes. Let's and that's about that. really distracting. Can we? Yeah, let's let's, let's do that whole deep. moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that was awesome <laughs> that might be one of my favorite like on-screen kills that I've seen in a really long time like it was it's creative crazy. they show it one of the things that I do like about this movie is that like 
in the beginning, like when uh, Skullface is killing uh, Maya Hockey, like they show it like go into her. It's like very visual, very visceral. And it's this graphic. we get, it's very graphic. It's very, and for this to be um, based off of an R.L. Stein uh, uh, yeah. book, you know? Um, like when I saw that they were doing Fear Street, I was like, oh, it's going to be kind of like a kitty movie. But, um, I also forgot that Fear Street was geared toward teenagers and what does te- teenagers love? Violence. Huh? You know, teens, you know, those I didn't teens? expect it to be this bloody, but I remember when we went to, um, the screening of the second one, the writer director like went up and was talking about it and she's like yeah we wanted to have like as many children be murdered on screen as possible because <laughs> like literal children are like murdered spoiler alert for in the second one um and I was like oh yeah she's fucking gruesome man <laughs> she's yeah, fucking balls is, to the wall her name is and I'm I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right but Lee Janiac I think and she yeah. literally ended her little speech and then was like let's kill some kids like she was not holding back even a little bit. She was fully prepared. And then they do kill literally so many kids in that movie. So it many is kids. a shit ton. It's yeah, a stop. shit ton. But like, my God, though, Kate's death, like, you see her brains all come out. It's like, it's not like a cake. It it looks real. <laughs> like, is it a cake real or, or is cake. it a girl? it's real (laughs) it's real um and I mean I know we can't have like two three I guess three horribly gruesome deaths back to back or people will just shit themselves but I wish that Simon's death had been a little cooler um but he did get his head sliced in half um which was pretty cool um but it could have been it was just so abrupt and he didn't get yeah. to put up a fight or anything. It was just over. And I was just like, Simon deserved something. He's employee of the month. Yeah, he is. He is employee of the month. Um, but yeah, I mean, the bread slicer is so unbelievably iconic. Um, I think the abruptness is kind of fun. Like you want more for Simon. You want him to have his yeah. moment, but also like the shock value of it is great and then like everyone closing in on them as like she's fighting to die as fast as she can face in the water it's a moment also when sam's coming over josh yeah and when uh sam like holds dina's hand as she's murdering her i was like holy fucking shit it's a lot it's a lot yeah but i also like that you know, because it is magic. What's happening is like a curse and a magical spell and blah, 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 blah. Because a witch um, that cursed everyone. Spoiler alert. We already know that. You watch this movie. It's clear. They, they tell, tell you. you in the uh, beginning. They tell the you witch. in this movie. And um, then is it the witch? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, all, all the shit just disappears. And I liked that, too, because then you finally get a little... You get a fucking reprieve, but not actually because we got to still bring Sam back to life. And thank God she didn't die too, or this would have just been a depressing movie. Uh, yeah. But it was still yeah. pretty sad. It's also sad that like in the end, all of the killings from that night get pinned on Sam and, or Simon and Kate. Like th- that's like, yeah, all of them. Peter, here's all, the, the thing, nurse, though. Betty. And yeah, all three of them get pinned on Kate and Simon because they were there when it happened. And but it doesn't, it like, 
make any sense how then they die one of them in the bread slicer and one of them. what I feel like the implication is is that like they got involved in like the drug world and then like things went to shit within the drug world um and so they're being like those kids were junkies like blah 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 but I I don't think they like fully married that in the way that they meant to in a way that is clear and makes sense you know what I mean it doesn't make sense for them to be the murderers and also get murdered in the fashion that they did it's not like they had like a gun shootout and they both shot each other you know what I mean yeah I don't know they're like do you want your friends to go down for this and like there's no other option because they're not gonna believe that like resurrected dead people did it unfortunately society wasn't ready for resurrected dead people to be the culprit in 1994 and it's so sad but it's a product of the time but here's the thing good really wanted them to go on the record with that though and for what for why what was he trying to get here's the thing if you did it now people would be like yeah i believe that like we'd be like, be like that yeah. stands for us like yeah that of makes course. sense I fully believe tell it me that, oh, if one sure. of you came to me and told me that I will believe you that's a promise okay I'm ready I'm open to magical thinking okay um but when I was watching this movie I was like how the fuck is there so much of this movie left and I forgot that there's like the whole like mini third act that leads into the rest of you know it's a trilogy yeah. um you get lulled into that false sense of security like all oh, the lovebirds are together again how wonderful but I think they handled the the ending really well like the phone call from the sister who survived and she's like no you're Fever fucked man. bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's never over and she turns around like the Sam looking so fucking feral with the flies around her and like the reveal that she's like it's not like she's about to do something she's already stabbed dina i thought that that Mm -hmm. was really really cool and i also felt like it was a very scooby-doo that the way she subdues her is with a (laughs) phone cord like a mile long phone cord that was epic they said we have to set it in 1994 just so we can use this phone cord to wrap somebody up and subdue them uh, it's the only way. It's the only way this movie makes sense. No, um, I agree. But yeah, I, the pulling out the the makeshift like shiv, and that's when you realize shit has really gone down. Like that is so good. It's so good. It was good. It was I good. just think it's such a great way to like lead into the rest of the story to have like kind of tied this one up, but then be like, but wait, there's more. It's like I. I cliffhangery enough without being too cliffhangery and the fact yeah. that the next movie only came out a week later I thought was like wonderful like that's how it, maybe maybe two weeks or something like that but that's how I it should it was be one done. a month but I don't know I lo- I loved it I loved it no I think it was closer than that I think yeah it. it was it was all in the span of a summer at the very least and I want to say it was maybe all in July but I could be wrong um oh no it might have been all in July that makes sense to me but yeah, but yeah I they just, also then have the preview for the other two movies. So that's what really gets you when you see like 13 minutes left. Um, yeah. They're they're throwing a lot of things in there to be like, don't forget to come back. And they put so many spoilers in there, but I guess you don't really know that they're spoilers necessarily. 
And so many are put in there to misdirect you and to trick you on purpose. Totally, totally. I can't remember what the reveal is in the second one, but I remember being like, oh shit, they tricked me. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, now we've got to get to our segments. I didn't do it. I almost did it, but I didn't Segmenta? do it. No! Um, <laughs> how could this very gay movie be gayer? Uh, Simon could Simon be out. Would, Simon would have a boyfriend. <laughs> yes. I almost feel like Simon is exclusively interested in women, but perhaps genderqueer. Ooh. He's so that. horny for Ruby Lane and he is he so is. not expressing interest really. In it. He's got straight guy energy. That's true. That's his true. Style, like He's he metrosexual. Be, yeah, he could just be a straight guy who paints his nails, but I also would like him to be in the queer community so he can be like non-binary, genderqueer, um, but I do think he is exclusively interested in women. That's fine. He's just too funny to be a straight man, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, gotta be, there's some spice him. in there. There's some spice mm-hmm. in there for sure. Um, I feel like I Kate think- would have experienced some things in college. Too bad she never got there. Yeah. Like Kate is the bitchy bisexual for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, everybody's got a Hamlin. Um, but yeah, I think she she's so focused on um her studies and being president of every club and being valedictorian and making flamethrowers on the spot, um, which we didn't mention before. So I just felt I had to give her shine for that moment now because it was great. Um, but yeah, she's not, none of them, none of our main little crew, maybe Josh. Um, Josh might be the straight cisgender male that he seems to be in this yeah. movie, but also he could be bisexual. Why shouldn't he get to be bisexual? He could be bisexual. I love that for him. He mm-hmm. could be a little bisexual simp. Good for him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We need him. We need that. We need that. We need more bisexual men. Okay. Mm-hmm. So spread the word. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really know that Sam's interest in Peter is like valid at all or real at all. I think she was just going to erase doing... her bisexuality. No, okay. no. What I was going <laughs> to say is I do think she is bisexual. I just don't think she's interested in Peter. Yeah, he's too much of a douchebag, but he- The Peter just like, it fell into, slots fell into place. You know what I mean? She was like, I can't be gay. I have to move to Sunnyvale with my mom and I have to get a boyfriend so that she stops worrying about me dating Tita. Yeah, he just like was the first to walk across her path. And she was like, And he's really good at grabbing butts. He's got the the wingspan for his hands, so. (laughs) He got them hands. Yeah, but I liked that she was bisexual and that Dina was a lesbian. I like that um, we got both. I thought that was fun. The whole spectrum. We're getting the whole spectrum here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay, then we got an adds- L, we got a G, a B, a T. Um, yeah. There was no B in this movie because the Baba Duke was not in this movie. The Baba Duke so- did not make an appearance. Where was he? Was he busy? And, and we all know that the B in LGBT stands for Babadook. That's mm-hmm. the only bisexual okay, erasure I will accept. Erase <laughs> me and replace me replace with me the Babadook. Baba that is yeah. fine. 
yeah, yeah also yeah, yeah. just a little quick uh shout out if you guys didn't know that guillermo del toro cabinet of curiosity shows coming out at some point on netflix and one of the episodes is directed by the baba duke director and i'm fucking Ooh. ready for it Ooh, yeah that okay. shit looks awesome check that shit out they're not paying me i just got really <laughs> jazzed when i watched the trailer um but anyway okay that brings us to the age-old question where would Matthew Lillard go in this film? Where could he be? Where could we add him in? And I think he would fit into any place you want him to be in this. He would be great. I think he should just be like a cameo, a dad, the cop, the, the bus driver. Yes, but he would have been a great nurse Betty. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. he would have been a funny sheriff good. He would have been a funny sheriff good. Yeah, I think it could have tipped its hand a little bit, possibly. Just had him be Ryan and really jump the fucking ghost. (laughs) Jump the ghost (laughs) is what I just said. You know what Uh, he could have been? He could have been the janitor at the mall mm, in jail. That would be and fun. Josh gives that him the little paperclip so he yeah. can let himself out. I love that scene. Um, but I, that I, would have been a cute nod. I would have liked him to be in it. I think it would have been a value add. They could have found a way. Here's the thing, though. There is a guy listed in the cast who played Ryan Torres, and then there's a different guy listed in the cast who played the Skullface Killer. So it seems like they didn't necessarily have the Ryan Torres actor doing all of that parts. Like you could have put. Maddie Lily under any of those costumes. You know what I mean? He could be the Camp Nightwing guy. He could be the Skullface Killer. The Skullface Killer, especially, because we never see that guy's face when it's not Ryan Torres's face. He could have easily been under there. The beautiful but also he a little could be, Easter egg for the fans. He should have been um the milkman who killed housewives, and he should have been part of the movie. Oh yeah. Yes. That would have been awesome. The old killers. That would have been so fun. That would have been so funny. Rewrite history. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then who would you say is the dumb bitch in this movie? It's hard to to Peter. Yeah, the answer is Peter. Oh, that's a good answer. That is a really good answer. He is the one driving the car that's tailgate. Honestly, it's his fault. fault. He said the whole rest of the movie in motion, arguably, because um, I'm not going to blame my sweet little gal, Dina. It's not her fault that she got a no. nosebleed and dropped the barrel. I mean, it was an avoidable situation, but they wouldn't have been in that situation if Peter weren't tailgating first and grabbing butts first. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. If butts were not being grabbed at that vigil, Dina would have never had to run away to cry. Yeah, it would have been a different. It would have been a different reaction. Respectful of Maya Hockey's death, then Mm -hmm. things would have been different. Yeah, all goes back to that. Yeah. Okay, Peter. It is. Fuck Peter. Fuck Peter. Fuck Peter. All right, that brings us to our knives out of fives. So, what did the good people feel about this movie in 2021? Um, they on IMDb, it has a 6.2 out of 10. So like they liked it, but medium liked it. Um, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, critics liked it, liked it. It has 84% fresh. And again, audiences liked it medium. It has 62% fresh. Um, 
which to me, I think is low. Um, Cause I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a blast. Like there wasn't other than some of the logic, maybe not quite logicking the way that I would want it to. Um, especially in regards to like the conclusions people are drawing about Kate and Simon at the end of the movie, like the, the whole day where the murderers like that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm more willing to accept the rules that we like laid out and talked about in terms of like the killer and stuff like that and like how the whole curse stuff works. Um, but I think they do so much setup for the rest of the trilogy. They do so many clear references to other horror movies. Like they have in the book bookstore scene in the beginning, they have um, some R.L. Stein books in there. They have a bunch of books with the author listed as Robert Lawrence as a little nod to R.L. Stein. There's like the scream clear reference is really clear. Um, but there's also references per IMDb to the village, to the shining, um, where they're like really Flubber. capturing some of to Flubber. Yeah, they're really capturing some of the exact like camera angles and like choreography and stuff like that. Um, I just think they do a lot of really fun things with this movie. Um, the bread slicer, most of all, which, and I didn't mention this before. But per IMDb trivia, um, and I'm going to read this directly, the art department tried to convince director slash co-writer Lee Janiak that a human head wouldn't go through a bread slicer, but she was adamant that it would. To prove her wrong, they bought a bread slicer and shoved a watermelon through it to show her it wasn't possible, but to their surprise, it worked perfectly and everyone in the production office cheered. Yay! Fuck yeah! Stick your guns, baby! Hell, yeah, hell Yeah! Um, and I didn't really read the original series. Um, so I don't really know what happened in like the Fear Street books. Um, I only have the knowledge from like IMDb trivia and what it tells me. Um, but I think, I don't know. I'm a book purist most of the time. So I think if I had read the books, possibly I would have been like, that's not how it is in the books. You get it wrong. But because I haven't read the books, to me, the way that they like changed some of the mythology to create suspense and surprise and twists that they can reveal later on. So you don't know everything. I think they had a lot of fun with it. Um, and also I read a theory online somewhere that Lee Janiak is a supernatural girly because um, she uses carry on my wayward son. And I think two different parts of the trilogy and um the main characters of supernatural are sam and dean whose names might sound a little familiar to you if you recall oh, the main fuck. characters That's of this so movie funny. the whole movie is a supernatural fan fiction <laughs> yeah i mean they sam and dean are brothers in supernatural which i always thought that Stop they anybody. were the gay ones for each other because i never watched the show because there's the castile thing um that's a big ship, even though they're brothers. That's a big ship on that. That's how that other gay guy came into the show. Because they were like, we need people to stop shipping these two brothers. <laughs> the vibes are there, the sorry. Yeah. Um, well, okay, I what, what were you going to, yeah. what did you rate it? That's what That's what I was getting to. Um, for me, I just think it is so fun. Like I, the whole trilogy would probably be a different rating but if i'm just looking at part one i'm giving it five knives like to me it is so fun it's a blast it's smart i don't care if it's riverdale lads i i'm having a great time 
Hell yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. Sydney, do you want to go next? I'm giving this a four out of five. Um, it was fun. I loved all the violence. Um, Kate and Simon, I want a spinoff movie on how yes. they like started drug dealing and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. I want to see Simon Breaking working bad. at the grocery store, you know, like I just want to see a day in their lives. Like if they yeah. were tick- if they were TikTok stars, I would be their number one fans. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they have big I'm watching those daily vlogs, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um it's a, like the writing's a little cheesy. It's a little something like that. But like I still had a really good time. And I do at some point want to watch the second and the third one. I'll watch it with you. Okay. Oh, yeah, same. Let's do it. I'll definitely watch the second one with you. Third one, I'll do it. I just don't remember it as well. Um, <laughs> well, maybe it'll be great. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm also going to give this a four out of five. Um, I think that it is fun. I liked talking about it with y'all. It made me like it more. I just like, I, I'm giving it a score that high because of Simon. Like, that's the main <laughs> reason why. Like, he's so funny and he's so adorable and he's the best. He's delightful. Um, I think some of the words that they say are words that do not exist yet or something. Like, just absolutely bizarre phrasings. I remember watching it and being like, what? What? <laughs> um, and parts of it I did have feel like um struggle I struggled to it struggled to keep my attention you know what I mean um and that happened both times that I watched it um so I don't think it's like a hundred percent for me it's not um but I'm really glad that like it exists I'm glad that Netflix like did this and and I'm really glad that this this gal who is the director Leah right Lee Lee, sorry, Lee Janky. Um, I love Janiac. it. She's like Jane, Lee Janky. Janky. <laughs> Lee Janky, my girl. No, Lee Janiac. I love that she's so fucking brutal, you know? She's yes. fucking brutal, man. We need more of that. People are pussyfooting around the violence. I need to see it. Um, and she gives me that, and I loved it. Um, give me more shredded heads in the future. Thank you. So that closes the door on Fear Street part one. But hey, there's two more parts. So you never know what'll happen. Um, you know, they're all a little bit gay, but this one's the gayest by far. Um, <laughs> and that's closes us out on Pride Month, too, because though there's one more week in Pride Month, we're doing a thing, baby. You know about this thing. We're doing it all summer long. It's called Final Destination Summer. Um, Final Destination and- Summer! Um, and we're going into our second installment now with Final Destination 2, and I can't remember what happens in it, but I know that we'll make it gay enough for Pride, right, ladies? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, we gave you five Pride movies last year. It evens out in the grand scheme. So even if it's not that gay, we'll make it gay. And either way, um, it's one of the most iconic Final Destination openers at the very least. Oh, yeah. So to be iconic is to be gay. Here's the thing. It's gay because we say it's gay. 
we're in charge yeah decide this is our podcast so we make the rules (laughs) yeah i'm i'm excited because this is the one with our babe aj cook from uh criminal minds and sydney and i are big criminal minds criminal minds hive rise up rise um so yeah i'm very excited and i'm so glad that we are doing this as a summer long thing because i had just (laughs) enough time to miss the final destination movies just enough time um so you i'm need ready to have the break. to confront yeah. death you they're know so, again they're so stressful they're so cringe inducing the whole time you need to have some space in between them i think oh yeah, I yeah, think yeah final yeah. destination summer is the perfect strategy they give you existential crises if you're me uh, <laughs> anyway you know we're coming to the end of pride but we're still right in the middle of it why not say something you're proud of in a five-star review for our podcast on apple podcast um it could also be something you're proud of us for doing too um that would be fun like sydney i'm proud of you for um just being yourself and having beautiful eyelashes and you want to know what you should be bringing the violence every week to the pod (laughs) monica you know you should be proud of uh your suggestion of putting castor oil on my bush has really helped it i am so proud of you for having a (laughs) full 70s bush i am so proud of you you. it's pride baby and we are proud of our pubic hair yeah, that's, so that's something you could be proud of too. You could say something what you're proud of yourself for or of us. We will accept either. It can have nothing to do with anything, um, but be proud, okay? I'm happy for you. And please give us a five-star review. Anyway, why not also follow us on social media at spooky underscore Tuesday on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram and we're also at Spooky Tuesday pod on Facebook and Tumblr and at Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd um and you know thank you for listening bye Spooky wait 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 wait. did you all go to Pound Town me too Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara, and our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore omg.